is post time. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 Miller Lite Post Game Show with your hosts, fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, and two time Super Bowl champion, Chicago native Howard Griffith. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Chicago Bears and brought to you by GetCoveredIllinois.gov, the home loan experts, ComEd's energy efficiency program and Harry's Razor. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The Bears are playoff bound. It's not the way they probably would have drawn it up with a 35 to 16 defeat at home against your rival, the Packers. But today's MVP is no doubt John Wolford of the Los Angeles Rams and the Rams defense, who were able to help the Bears out with a with an 18 to 7 victory over the Cardinals today, which secures the Bears' berth in the playoffs at 8-8, eight and eight, which also uh, gets them a date in New Orleans next week against the Saints. Good evening. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Howard Griffith. We're taking your calls on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show today, 312-332-3776, and get in early because we've got a lot to do as the show progresses. So if you'd like to be heard, please give us a call early so we can get to your call. Howard, uh, what were your thoughts about today and the fact that the Bears are playoff bound? Well, it's it's great that they're able to, to have an opportunity at the playoffs. They've, they've been able to do that, although it wasn't because of their own efforts. I thought that the Bears played really well uh, early in this game. And, you know, things started to wane toward the end. But, you know, this isn't a bad team. But when they play against quality opponents, this is what we're going to see. This is what you're going to get. They're not at that uh, playoff level uh, to me as far as the way they play the game. No, that's a great point because they did. They did come out early. Now, we will uh, we will hit on a lot of different things throughout the show, but um, that first drive, which could have uh, could have actually resulted in, a, in an oddity the way Cordell Patterson began the game, but fortunately it plays out well. They go, go down, score early, and do exactly what you need to do against Aaron Rodgers in most cases and take an early lead. And still, Aaron Rodgers, look, he's he's going to win the MVP this season. He had four touchdown passes today. He only had five incompletions. And if uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling actually hangs on to that, that that long, probably would have been touchdown at the uh, beginning of the second half. It would have been flipped. He would have had five touchdowns to four incompletions. Nevertheless, Aaron Rodgers is playing brilliantly. It's disappointing for Bears fans for it to play out this way at the, you know, with a defeat at the hands of the Packers. But again, they are playoff bound. So that's a bit of optimism we can take away. You said it though, Howard, they started out really well. So like it's tough to envision this team as a seven seed, making a deep run in the playoffs. When you have what we saw unfold today before our very eyes, it's you're going to be playing a lot more opponents like the Packers in the playoffs than not. Yeah. Hey, you're absolutely right. But, but the fact is, you know, they've got that opportunity, right? So I mm-hmm. think that's the one thing. And quite frankly, if I'm the coaching staff, I really don't care about this game. 
I'm moving forward. Don't, don't, don't need to watch the film. Don't need to do anything of that. You just need to look forward because the new season will be starting for them. Yeah, no, that's a good point is if yeah, you just kind of, all right, you, you played. It was decent. Now, the question for me, you know, obviously is going to be what's going on with Roquan Smith because he left the game with an injury. And clearly, um, we'll listen to what Matt Nagy has to say in the post game, but he did not return. And that obviously was critical to really, you know, it, they were going to have a difficult time no matter what happened. But when you take Roquan Smith, who, for my money, has been their best player on defense all season. Yeah, when no you question. removed him from the defense, it really, it really put them in a position where I just I don't know if they were ever going to have the horses to beat the the Packers today. Yeah, it does because he's so instinctive. Now sometimes he'll get himself into trouble, but he's so fast and so instinctive with the game that you can live with some of the mistakes and some of the missteps he may take because he's going to come up with big plays and for the most part, he's going to be exactly where he needs to be as far as the defense is concerned and being able to make those plays that are going to be critical for this team to move forward. He's Howard Griffith, two-time Super Bowl champ. I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. Again, 312-332-3776, taking all your calls on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show here on ESPN 1000 for the next two hours. So make sure you uh, give us a call, and we'll get to you as soon as we can here. Um, anything else that stood out to you? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what more to say. Like, I was uh, texting with some folks from the station, Howard, Waddle, um, Carmen, Sylvie, and during the game, and look, there may have been guys, there may be guys who are playing, who have played at the same level that Aaron Rodgers is currently at, but I don't know if anybody has ever played at a better level than what he's doing right now at the NFL level. It, it really is, and, and for the length of time that he's been doing it, uh, with, in some cases, people may think, well, okay, he doesn't have a strong running game sometimes, but, and I'm not talking specifically about this year, but I'm talking about throughout his career. He finds ways to make plays, and just his, his ability in the pocket um, to stay there and move around a little bit, uh, to make plays, to extend plays, to, to take chances on, on some of his players making, coming up with some big plays for him is really phenomenal, and and I think that's why ultimately he's going to go down as, as obviously one of the greats. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. But I, I think he's in that conversation of just how great is he? You know, his performance and the things he's been able to do has uh, been really phenomenal throughout his career. No, I completely agree with you. Really, the only thing I think that is holding him back from really sneaking into the conversation as, you know, potentially the greatest of all time is the fact that, you know, it's hard to get past the fact that he's only got one suit, one Super Bowl yep. right now. And then Tom yep. Brady's got six. So yeah. like, you know, I know it's not as simple as it's not simple arithmetic where you just say, you know, six, six is better than one. We all understand that. But yep. the reality is, you know, for bears fans having to go up against, you know, 15 plus years of Brett Favre. And now, you know, we're on, you know, year, whatever it is for Aaron Rodgers. It's been almost 30 years now where, you know, the Packers have been able to torment the Bears. And unfortunately for Bears fans, you know, I just I, I said it a few times on, on the station this week, Howard. I honestly believed it was more likely that Aaron Rodgers would end up throwing 50 touchdown passes on the season in this game than it was the Bears coming out and winning it. And look, I and I mean, that, that may sound outlandish, but like he truly was this close to doing it. He finishes with 48 on the year and had, again, MBS hold on to that one earlier in the game, I think there's a chance they would have gone to try and pile it on because at that point the game would have been completely different. It's just, 
it's maddening as a Bears fan. Then, and I haven't even we haven't really even talked about Mitch's play today much. Right. That's the other point of this is they finally face uh, you know some stiff competition after a lot was made of the good four game stretch that he was on, and you know we finally get to the point now where you know you see what he does, and and there were plenty of plays today. Now maybe he only throws one interception, but there were certainly you know three or four that could have been picked off if the Packers were in the right headspace. It seems like. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right there when you talk about that. I think the other thing before getting on to Mitch is the fact that, you know, Green Bay came to play. You know, there was so much talk leading up to this game about, well, you know, they, what, are they really going to play everybody? Should they play everybody? Should they just get ready um, for, the, for the playoffs? But this was a team that came out ready to go. I mean, ready to compete. It wasn't this, oh, let's give, them a, let's give them a half and then we'll shut this thing down. I mean, they played hard and played well the entire game. So really speaks to, to me just the focus that this team has, not just from the player standpoint, but also the coaches wanting to make sure they get the very best out of their team. And I promise, don't worry, there'll be plenty of time to tackle Mitch Trubisky and his future with the team. But again, your opportunity to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Plenty of people want to talk. Let's kick things off with Bill in Denver. Bill, good even, evening, my friend. The Bears are playoff bound, and you are on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show. What's going on, Bill? Hey, guys. Yeah, um, I, got, I got two points. Basically, first point is just how depressing it is to be a Bears fan. I was born in 95, and like you were, you were talking about, Favre and Rodgers and I just pray to God every night that we're not going to get another Hall of Fame quarterback to embarrass us, you know, and it's, it's, this is the team that, you know, we didn't drop draft Montana when we had, you know, Jim Fink, our greatest GM, we got Peyton and all those guys. And then we, we skipped on Mahomes. So I think we're just cursed and green Bay is always going to embarrass us. And then second point is, um, I think, honestly, I think we could have won this game if we had Fangio there were, you know, having having the linebackers, you some of the schemes that Pagano runs up with, the, he blitzes more than Fangio, and he just doesn't know how to scheme like 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 Fangio does against Rodgers, and it's it's just super depressing. I don't care we're in the playoffs; we're gonna get bounced round one anyway, and it just it sucks being a Bears fan. Come on, Bill, hang in uh, there, my friend. I've You're hung in, in the there playoffs. for twenty five years, man. I've hung yeah, in there for twenty five years. <laughs> Bill, uh, we appreciate the call, man, I, and I get it. You know, I, I think when you look at the second point, you talk about some of the situations that the linebackers ended up in, and and being in tough situations to to have to try to, you know, cover, you know, essentially, you know, number two receivers down the middle of the field. That that's tough, and you know, that's tough duty. But that's one of the things that happens when you're trying to get pressure on a quarterback and trying to make him uncomfortable. There are going to be some matchups on the back end that you're not going to like. But part of that is also you're hoping that the pass rush is going to be able to get there to slow some things down. But it, it just wasn't consistent enough today to really give those guys some help. And it's the linebacker position that we're running uh, with some of those wide receivers down the field. He's Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Miller here on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show on ESPN 1000. We're here for two hours taking your reaction to the Bears being playoff bound despite a loss to the Packers today at home. The Packers win 35-16, to 16, dropping the Bears to 8-8 eight eight on the season. The Packers clinch the first overall seed and that bye that they definitely wanted at 13-3 with today's win. But we're talking about the Bears with you on ESPN 1000. Don't move. 
more of the ESPN 1000 postgame show is coming up on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back. It's back. With your hosts, ESPN 1000 fantasy expert and host Jeff Miller, two-time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. Now, back to more on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Finding the 30. It'll be a third down and short. So Montgomery finding some seams early. He's just doing a nice job getting up to that second level. And, and really, and this is this is going to be huge. If, if David Montgomery cannot finish, we just showed you everything right there. Everything has kind of been built around his production in the run game. On second down, give it to Montgomery. Has a little seam and a juke inside of 15 and fighting his way down near the 10. It's a first down. Right into the game. Right down to the 10. Give it to Montgomery, who looks like he gets there. Waiting for a signal. Touchdown, Chicago. Highlights courtesy of Fox. Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnson on the call there. Scary moment early in the game as David Montgomery left. We were concerned that... Things might be more difficult than they already were going to be. Montgomery did return, though, later in that drive. And as you heard, finished it off with a touchdown run. He goes over 100 yards from scrimmage and scores a touchdown for the sixth straight game. So uh, the renaissance for David Montgomery in the second half of the year and for Matt Nagy in terms of calling plays where David Montgomery is getting involved, that has Continued after today's game, but alas, the effort wasn't enough as the Bears fall to the Packers 35-16. to But it's not enough to keep them out of the playoffs as the Cardinals lose to the Rams today 18-7. to And the Bears are in as the seventh seed. They'll take on the Saints next week. Um, we'll probably find out late tonight as the Eagles and um, Washington football team game is winding down. Generally on NBC, they will announce the the schedule and unveil it. So uh, we will find out when the bears play next week. It can be Saturday or Sunday. So um, if for some reason word breaks before then, we'll let you know. But like I said, I don't expect to hear that until after tonight's Sunday night affair. I'm Jeff Miller, along with Howard Griffith. We're taking your calls, uh, get in early before we go to Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky and Jeff Dickerson throughout the post game show. Uh, all right, Ho Griff, let's just uh, keep rolling on with the calls here. Let's try my man, Tom, who's in Oaklawn. Tom, you are on the post-game show with Howard Griffin. What's going on, man? Uh, what's up, guys? So I was just wondering, is there any way to just fire Bagano before the playoffs start? Because <laughs> it just seems like the the last, like, four or five weeks, the defensive play has just been, you know, really down. I mean, there were three times that they had interceptions that they dropped. There were continuously being missed tackles there where they would have tackled the guy here or there. They could have stopped. Like Roquan Smith missed a tackle on Aaron Jones on that first drive. That would have stopped them and would have made it fourth down right there. And you're already up uh, 7 nothing. You could have had momentum that way. There were guys, like, wide open. Like the one, uh, the 73-yard play, if you're going to have your linebacker cover a wide receiver because you want to bring pressure, fine. But you don't have your linebacker fake like he's going to blitz and then have him try to cover the wide receiver. There's no way he's going to be able to get back in time. I, I, and 
And it just seemed like guys were wide open. I understand Roquan Smith got uh, knocked out in that first quarter, but then you moved Danny Trevathan to his spot. He should be able to know all these calls. He was he was doing all the calls and everything before Roquan Smith. And then offensively, you can tell that after a while the Packers were zeroing in on Montgomery. I just I I didn't think that they did enough play action pass to to take advantage of that. So then they could have guys you know, open down the middle of the field. So, but uh, we are in the playoffs and such. Um, I just, I, it's a little bit better of a positive note than to be like seven and nine and eight and eight and miss the playoffs and just be like, oh, we're in hell again. And, uh, you know, hopefully maybe the football guys will smile on us and we'll be playing on uh, Saturday because then Alvin Kamara can't play on Saturday because of the uh, COVID protocol. So hang up and listen to you guys. Hey, Tom, thanks so much for the call. There's a lot to unpack there, Jeff, but I think we probably should start off with Pacano, right? You want some fire now before the playoff starts. That's not realistic. And I think at the end of the day, he's not out there making the tackles, right? He's not out there supposed to be able to, to catch the interceptions. I mean, those are plays that the players have to be able to go out and make, and they're in position to make them, and they don't make them sometimes. And as far as the missed tackles are concerned, concern, it's tough, but the guys on the other side of the ball are getting paid as well. So you're going to have some missed tackles. So I don't necessarily see it as uh, Chuck Pagano's issue that he wasn't good enough as a coordinator. I thought there were some good calls, but as I mentioned earlier, Jeff, there's going to be some situations, particularly when you're going against uh, a talented quarterback that, that also has a great understanding that has seen everything defensively. He's going to be hard to stop. I don't care who you are as a, a defensive coordinator. No, and listen, you know, one of our earlier callers mentioned that, you know, that he wishes that we still had Vic, Vic Fangio um, as the defensive coordinator. Like, look, Vic Fangio is regarded as, you know, if not the one of the best couple defensive, you know, DCs slash head coaches, however you want to phrase it, in in the league. So, yeah, like I, I know that people sometimes want to, you know, make Chuck Pagano the whipping boy, but the truth is that Vic Fangio is the best in the business when it comes to, you know, just making it difficult on opposing offenses. And again, you know, I, I don't want to just, you know, you know, create excuses, but it is, I'm sorry, like going up against Aaron Rodgers, we came out and we talked about it at the outset. Like he is one of the best to ever play the foot, play the game. And one of the best going in the game right now. So I, I just, it, it was going to be a tough task. It always was. Once they, once they fell behind, I felt like it was going to be a very problematic game for them. And the truth is that they just don't have right now the talent to compete with a team like the Packers. Now, you know, we'll see what they can do. Maybe they can, maybe they can do something, put together a game plan to go out and beat the Saints. And he mentioned Kamara. I don't think, I don't believe that's accurate. The, I, the NFL's, COVID protocols, you know, they haven't been completely uh, um, forthright in what exactly goes into how long a guy needs to sit out and when, you know, we kind of get piecemeal when a guy's eligible. I don't believe it's um, official that he cannot play on Saturday. So I'll, I'll look for more information on that, but I don't want to pass along any information to people without knowing that it's accurate. So I just want to clarify that as well. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but it's, you know, if they can, if they can get his services back in New Orleans, I mean, that, that's going to be a big boost for them. Uh, let's try Gino, who's in Elmwood Park. Gino, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on, man? Good evening, guys. Thanks for taking my call. 
Uh, I guess the the silver lining next week is I suppose we get to see Matt Nagy out coached again. I I, I got to tell you, I, I really like the game plan. I just wish somebody would talk to him and say, stop outsmarting yourself. They executed that game plan. They were within five points. They're fourth and one. They're on the 12 or 15-yard line. Kick the darn field goal, be down by two, and play a little defense. I, and, you know, the other thing is, He's supposed to be the head coach. Isn't he watching the game? Isn't he seeing the, the first time when they put a linebacker on a, on a receiver? Shouldn't he maybe go to Pagano and say, maybe let's go to Nickel, put in Sherrick McManus or somebody else who can cover a guy who's streaking down the middle? It happened over and over again. I'm just sick and tired of this guy thinking he's the smartest guy in the room, and yet he makes these really dumb decisions at these critical points. And that's, frankly, what a head coach is all about. And somebody's got to talk to him. I, I'm assuming they're going to bring him back next year but boy if he doesn't learn from his mistakes we're going to see this over and over and over again and i'd certainly love to see him beat the packers once in in this millennium but i guess it's not not meant to be until aaron Rodgers gets into a rocking chair but uh, that's my rant for tonight and uh i thanks again for taking my call i'd love to hear your thoughts about what what naggy's uh smartness is at, at your at your uh at your level <laughs> thanks you know really appreciate that call you know, we've talked about this and talked about, you know, offensive coordinators that become head coaches and how they got to, to that position. It's about scheming. You know, that's what this NFL is all about right now. It's about being able to to create matchups and put defensive players in, in conflict. And and we saw that happen with Green Bay today. Um, but this is this is the new era of, of what a lot of NFL coaches are about. You get to this position because you're able to out-scheme people. You're able to be the smartest guy in the room or, or so you think. And that's mm-hmm. really what's hot right now in the National Football League. He's Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Meller here on the Miller Light Bears postgame show. All right, full phone lines. We're going to get back quickly and get your phone calls and letting you react to a Bears loss to the Packers, but a playoff birth, birth nevertheless. They take on the Saints in New Orleans next week. We're taking your calls on ESPN 1000. Howard Griffith and Jeff Meller. More postgame coming up. This is the ESPN 1000 postgame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Bears lose 35-16 to to the Packers today, falling to 8-8 on the season, but they find themselves in the NFC playoffs thanks to the expanded playoffs this year. The first ever seventh seed, the Bears will take that, so they will be headed to New Orleans to take on the Saints. We don't know whether it'll be on Saturday or Sunday yet. We'll probably find that out later tonight after we're off the air, but um, they will be playing next weekend, which means that Howard Griffith and I will be back breaking down yet another game Hopefully a win, but no doubt after what we saw today, maybe you're not feeling as confident as you would have if they were able to find a way to beat the Packers. Um, nevertheless, full phone line, so let's zip through as many as we can here. Let's try Ahmad, who's in Chicago Ridge. Ahmad, you're on with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffith. Hey, how you guys doing, Jeff and Howard? Good, good. Okay, uh, I don't understand what fans are really excited about or happy about. I'm pissed off that Ryan Pace is still gainfully unemployed. Uh, tomorrow's supposed to be Black Monday. I was supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be out of a job. How uh, you pass up on a generational quarterback year after year, and we're stuck with this buster. 
calling the plays. I mean, it's just pathetic. We got the Saints. whoop de doo We're going to lose that game against Drew Brees. I mean, it's, it's just really frustrating. This whole franchise, man, it's just it's, it's a joke. It really is a joke year after year. Walk, why people are not talking about Ryan Pace game after game after missing on Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Hell, even Justin Herbert is better than that kid that we got. It's, it's just frustrating. It really is. Ahmad, I can see how frustrated you are. Or I can hear how frustrated you are. But let me ask you this quick question. You're still there. Um, do we know how good Patrick Mahomes is going to be? Draft you know, I, I, I clipped him, Howard, so that was my okay. bad. Yeah, but, but no, like, yeah. So let's be fair. We don't know how good he – they didn't know how good he was going to be. I get it. Hindsight is always, you know, twenty twenty. I get it. I understand it. But, you know, we've talked about this, Jeff. When a general manager falls in love with a player, he's going to take him. He's going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure that that, that player is in the franchise. Now, it, it's it's a lot easier to look back and say, hey, we made a mistake. He clearly didn't see, you know, that these other two guys were going to be much better. But that's that's why this, this game is so difficult when you're trying to, to put a team together because you don't know. You have no idea where a particular player is going to be. And I get it. People are going to say, well, he only started 13 games. I mean, the, there wasn't enough uh, body of work that was out there. I get it. I understand that, too. And I can hear the frustration. But to be fair, they didn't know how good those other two guys were going to be. And they didn't know that they were going to actually miss. They didn't go out to purposely, you know, make a bad decision as far as a quarterback concern is concerned. But now you have to try to fix it. And the question is, how do you do that? And that's the hard thing that, that the Bears organization has to try to figure out over the next couple of months. But first, they've got this playoff game they got to deal with. Yeah, there was a report earlier today, I believe it was Ian Rappaport, who said that, you know, it seems like Matt Nagy is safe, and I don't think that comes as any surprise. Now, I have not seen any reports that Ryan Pace is definitely safe, but I don't think anybody would be surprised after the way the Bears were able to close out the season, kind of, you know, get past that six-game losing streak and find their way to a point where they're actually playoff bound. I, I don't think anybody would be at all surprised the way the McCaskies have done business in the past. I personally, yeah, I, I, I wasn't stumping for Pat Mahomes, but I was always uh, a little disappointed that they chose to select Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. In terms mm-hmm. of Mahomes versus Trubisky, I didn't have a strong opinion either way because I didn't, I'm not somebody who breaks down college film like a general manager should. The problem for Ryan Pace, I've always said, is kind of like what you just um, illuminated Howard is that once you fall in love with your guy and you do what you do, you're what you're wedding yourself to him. So somehow, Absolutely. some way, I don't see how Ryan Pace, you know, is in this for the long haul. It would be very surprising to me if just at where we're at now that he finds his way through this because they're in a position, and this is really probably what a lot of people are thinking about right now is. You know, they were tr- some people were trying to get excited and say, hey, Mitch Trubisky has finally figured it out. He was benched. Uh, Matt Nagy has now, you know, figured out how to, you know, work with him, run the plays that he wants. But we've been saying it week after week is that the defenses he was beating and the fact that he was still making some of the same mistakes that we've been talking about time and time again really 
isn't evidence that he's improved. It's just evidence that he's playing against bad teams. And when you finally play good teams, and this is really the first one that's been on the schedule for Mitch since he stepped back into the fold, you know, we see a game where he had, he didn't, he, he, he played pretty bad. He didn't play terrible, but he played pretty bad. And the problem for Mitch, it's, you know, it's the same problem that it's been all season long or basically the entirety of his career is that when they get behind yes. and, you know, they don't have the ability to run, you know, uh, to, to, to run boots and play action as effectively as you can when you're tied or you have the lead, all of a sudden, Mitch, a lot more is put on his shoulders, and that's where he seems to fall short time after time. Look, we're not going to get any rosy, you know, um, pictures today from Matt Nagy and the post game because he's preparing to try and win a playoff game, which it's his second playoff appearance in three years so even though it's an eight and eight season you know there's a lot of caveats because of the the seventh seed and you know they're 500 they back in but i know matt nagy is going to put on the blinders and say you know what we're in if we win we can advance and so that's that's the approach he needs to take um but we're here for you letting you weigh in tell us whatever you want to talk about if you're disappointed like ahmad was if you if you want ryan pace fired we're more than willing to let you sound off um the bears ultimately will have the say as to whether or not he comes back He's Howard Griffith. I'm Jeff Meller. More of your phone calls and Matt Nagy uh, met the media in just two short minutes. The ESPN 1000 postgame show returns after these. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Bear, bear, bears football. The ESPN 1000 Miller Lite postgame show is back with your hosts, ESPN 1000 fantasy expert and host Jeff Meller and two-time Super Bowl champion Chicago native Howard Griffith. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Inner aura and say it with me. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes, the Bears are in the playoffs. Despite losing to the Packers, they were able to secure that seventh seed thanks courtesy of the Los Angeles Rams and John Wolford, who debuted, became the first person to ever debut and throw for 200 yards and rush. For 50 yards. Now, he didn't look uh, necessarily great, but he did enough for the Rams to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray left that game with a hamstring injury. He was able to return late in the game, but um, the Cardinals lose, and thus the Bears are able to make the playoffs on their 8-8 eight and eight record. They will take on the New Orleans Saints, and uh, got a lot of people kind of excited about that matchup. I got, I got uh, people texting me and tweeting me, Howard. Uh, one man saying, New Orleans, Kamara has COVID, Breeze has a noodle, let's go. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, because of uh, the running back room that came that, that uh, was in close contact and some players who actually did test positive for COVID, the New Orleans uh, had Ty Montgomery lead them in rushing today. He had 18 carries for 105 yards. Taysom Hill, of course, did his usual damage with 41 rushing yards of his own. So it will be interesting. I don't know what we're going to see from the New Orleans Saints next week, but they will be at home and the Bears will have to visit them, whether or not it's Saturday and Sunday. We'll find out later tonight. Yeah, um, I think we right. will, and that'll be good. 312-332-3776. We will hear from Matt Nagy here shortly. 
but continuing to take your calls on the ESPN 1000 postgame show. Let's try Devon, who's in Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, Devon, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just wanted to say, hey, the fairy tale's over. The emperor has no clothes, and we don't have a quarterback. Okay, I don't want to hear anything about Trubisky being like Tannehill. I saw Tannehill drop a 50-yard dime to a receiver in stride, not like Mooney having to adjust and go back. Now, y'all tell me if this is crazy or not. <clears throat> when Nick Foles was in there, he was not successful because every time he said hike, he had two people in his face. We got the offensive line fixed. We got the running game fixed. And I know this sounds crazy, but I think it's time for big game Nick to get in there in the playoffs. This is money on the table time. We don't have time for throwing five-yard passes, five-yard slants. That's all we're throwing. We need a quarterback that can stretch the field. Hey, you think right now New Orleans, their whole defense is going to be set up for five-yard passes because they know that's all we can throw. I know it sounds crazy. I know Foles was in there. He was terrible. The offensive line was terrible. The running game was terrible. It just wasn't him. I think it's time for us to put our best quarterback in there, and I think that's number nine. Like I said, that might sound crazy. Y'all might tell me I'm out of my mind, but that's how I feel right now, man. Hey, that's fair. It's fair to feel that way. I mean, you look and you see some of the things that that don't happen. Um, you know, so I, I understand it. I just don't think it's going to happen at this point. I think this is going to be Mitch Trubisky's show the rest of the way out. And, you know, if it goes further than this last game, uh, the game coming up, then we'll have to see. But, you know, I just don't see the Bears going in a different direction right now. No, and I, I'll be honest. I was actually surprised when uh, Mitch reared back and actually had that long completion later in the game. I think it was third maybe third quarter maybe it was early fourth I can't remember now off the top of my head but he actually did complete a long throw down the field for once which was nice to see um no I'm I, they're not going to go to Nick Foles for the playoffs I think maybe if things get go sideways you know maybe he'd, he'd be willing to entertain the notion of going to Nick Foles and seeing if he could salvage them because it is the playoffs and so you know maybe like uh they did in Atlanta maybe you could see a situation like that but I don't believe you're, there's any notion of a conversation about going to Nick Foles to start the Saints game um, in the playoffs next weekend. Matt Nagy did meet the media, and this is what he had to say not too long ago. You know, I'll start off with the game in regards to how everything went. You know, you get to the to the fourth quarter against this team, and you have that fourth and one, you know, third and one, then fourth and one, um, 11 minutes to go, and, and, you know, a touchdown puts you ahead. And I thought that for, for, you know, really up until that point, we thought that, you know, game plan wise, it was really going, going how, how you want it to go. And, and in the fourth quarter to be right there, uh, we just got to get that, that fourth and one. And that, that bothers me um, that we didn't. Um, so we as coaches and we'll, we'll do a better job there, making sure we get that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, they go down and they get two touchdowns and make it 35 to 16. Red zone, not good enough. You know, one for five in the red zone. You can't play the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and kick field goals. We have to get touchdowns. Uh, there's no no other way. And then, he, you know, he's four for four in the red zone. Uh, we had six fourth down conversions, which is probably more than we had all year long. Um, time of possession against this team is what we wanted. You know, we had 35 to 24 time of possession, and that's hard to do against them. Uh, our defense to come out in the in the um, the third quarter there and to get those that five and out and that that three and out 
if you get an opportunity to, he throws you a ball. Uh, I'd love to be able to, you know, make that an interception with, the, with two or three, three of those that we had, we didn't, but we did get off the field. So I give credit there. Um, again, red zone for them was good. Red zone for us was bad offensively. And, um, um, so, you know, being in that locker room afterwards, you know, this is, this is my first time where you lose a game, but yet you, you, you find out that you're, that you're in. And so the message to the team is this, it's okay to feel like crap right now. Um, it, it's, we put a lot of time and effort and energy into winning this football game and it sucks when you lose. Um, but that said, feel it tonight, understand it but no one's going to take away what these players did to work back these last three weeks to put ourselves in a position to make the playoffs. And they did that. And there's no one that's going to take that from those players and the coaches. So here we are. Um, we, we feel it tonight. We wake up tomorrow morning and that thing's in the rear view mirror. We got to lock in. We got to get ready for the saints. Who's a hell of a football team. We're in it. And, um, and, and again, uh, now, now anything can happen. Hey Matt, how are you? Um, uh, did you were you made aware at any point during the game what was going on with the Rams? And if not, when did you find out that they had won? Uh, and what was your reaction in that moment? Um, you know, walking off of the uh, the field after the game, uh, I, I was told uh, of the score. I still don't even know the score. I think it was eighteen to seven or something. Is what I was told. I don't know if that's right or not. It is. Um, and so that was that. Um, Again, I've never been in this situation, so sorry for, you know, being a little bit not, you know, I just, it, you're excited because you're in, right? But the message to the players, because you got, you know, 65 guys looking at you in that locker room, like, man, we, we, wanna, we wanted to win this game and we didn't. Um, but the message is a lot of honesty that, hey, when we wake up tomorrow, let's go and let's regroup and let's get after it. I don't know when we play, but I do know we play the Saints. And, and so that's when I found out. Matt, the the message you you gave your team about you know hey it's okay to feel like crap right now. I'm just curious as, as you're kind of going through it in that moment, how are you balancing your own emotions? Like you're you're saying like you never been through this before, of like you know losing this game, but being excited that there is another game after it. Yeah. So there's a so much stuff as y'all know that that goes through um, in my position. When you go through what we went through this year and you lose six in a row, um, you know, for me, you get to that point and you, uh, you, you say, okay, here's where we're at. How are we going to get out of this thing? And the only way to do it is by, by you know, believing in each other. And, and there's, a, you know, I'm sure even right now, there's a lot of people that, that, that jumped off and that didn't want to be a part of it. Um, but our guys understood that, hey, here's where we're at. And we got one thing. We can either just – fold up shop and say, that's enough. Or we can step up and say, we got four games left. And so as all that stuff was going down um, and you work week to week to week and you win three in a row, and now you have this sitting in front of you against, you know, a big rival and a great team, the number one seed in the NFC uh, at home. And you get, what a great opportunity. And so our guys, they had a hell of a practice all week long was great. And, and you fight and you get, you know, till that fourth quarter and then that happens. And then it got out of hand. Um, then you get in the locker room. And so what I, what I haven't done yet is reflected on, I have to reset myself. Um, I'm still emotionally from this, you know, feeling this game. I'm not at the, at the playoff part yet. Um, so once I get over that here in the next hour or two, 
uh, it's going to go right on to, to the Saints. And, and now, as you all know, anything can happen. But let me just say this. For our team and our players to pull out of a six-game losing streak, um, I'm just – I'm proud of them for that. And now, now we go. You know, now we go. And, and I think, I be, you know, these guys believe and anything can happen, as you all know. Matt, how tempted were you to go for it on uh, fourth and goal from the two when you when you settled for the twenty yard field goal, and then also on on the fourth and one? What most agitates you about that that sequence? Uh, so I was re- I was it really I really you know thought that maybe we should go for it at that fourth and two, but then you look up and you say, okay, um, you know if, if if you don't get it, uh, you, you end up getting the three points and you keep it within that less than a touchdown. And now if you get a touchdown, you're up and you're winning right exactly where we were at that fourth and one. And then the fourth and one situation, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's just fourth and one, we got to get that. And then third and one before that, I'm not going to get into the why part because that's just for me and the coaches and, and, and the players. And I just, uh, I want to, I want to get that. And, uh, that one bothers me. Matt, do you, do you feel like you guys have been able to close the gap with the Packers this season, or is, is it too early to kind of take uh, inventory on that type of thing? Well, you know, for us, I, I so you look at the first game that occurred versus the second game, and they're totally two, two totally different styles of games. Um, when you have Aaron Rodgers on the bench for as long as we had him on the bench, now when he was out there, he was playing pretty well. But we did come out and get crucial stops in the third quarter, which was great. I mean, our defense put us in a great position um, offensively. Closing the gap, obviously we haven't when you lose two games like we did. So um, the only thing that we can do is is uh, now reshift our focus to New Orleans. But, I mean, they're, they're playing – Green Bay is playing really well right now. I mean, you guys see that. They're, they're, there's a reason why they play the way they play. And they're a good football team, and you have to give them credit. Matt, you seem to be ambivalent right now, like you're kind of compartmentalizing the season and then the what comes ahead. As far as the season goes, 8-8, eight and eight, losing to Green Bay a couple times, it, I'm getting the uh, impression from you you're not satisfied with that part of it. Well, again, I, right now it's an hour or whatever. It's a little about an hour after the game, so I'm just – emotional from that side of it because you know we put in so much time man into into getting into getting this win you know and that that's where so I'm allowed to you know I feel this way right now and then once I get over this Jason I'll get through this and and shoot it's my job it starts with me is to make sure that we do everything we can as coaches to get our players ready uh to realize that um it's it's a clean slate tomorrow and you guys know it I mean there's been other anything can happen once you get in the playoffs anything especially this year too it's it's crazy the way things are going so um our guys have the right mindset and I would probably be a little bit upset if our locker room was just like going crazy and celebrating and being excited in the locker room after the game I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned and our guys weren't so they'll reshift their focus and get ready tomorrow how much do you think you guys have to give what's left in the tank Oh, a lot. We got a lot to give. And that's, I think, where, I mean, you know, um, when you guys look at what these guys have done, you can't take anything away from these players. You can't. So, you know, these guys are positive thinkers. They're, they, they just, that's how they roll. I mean, they, they, for these guys to practice the way they've been practicing, 
um, after what we went through. For them to put themselves in this position right now, and our coaches too, they coach their tails off to get to this point. And, and so now, um, again, like now it's an excitement. You, you guys, you guys are just getting me right now, like an hour after the game. And, and so I apologize if I'm not all balloons everywhere, but, um, but to, tomorrow it's going to be energetic. It's going to be, there's going to be some, some juice. The guys are going to heal up. They're going to take care of their bodies. They're going to get mentally right and shoot, let's go. You know, like that's where the, that's where that fire comes from. And no one can take that away, away from us. And I'm proud of our guys for that. Hey, man, sorry if I missed this earlier, but do you know how bad Roquan Smith's injury is? Do you know if you'll have him in the playoffs? And in general, how do you feel about your defense going into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I don't know the extent yet of Roquan. Um, you guys will probably end up, you know, knowing more here, and I will too, 24, 48 hours. Um, he's, he's a tough son of a buck now, so he, he's tough. Uh, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what, what the doctors and what Andre say. Um, and then as far as with our defense, you know, it's. I think that they're going to be excited to be able to get an opportunity to to play the Saints again. Uh, this we we battled those guys, went into overtime, weren't able to pull it out. Again, have a lot of respect for that organization, um, and then uh, and, and obviously Drew Brees and what he's done in his career, Sean Payton and, and their defense too. So, um, you know, our defense again, they're to to put us in a position to where we have fourth and one in the fourth quarter. And it's, you know, it's, it's 21 to 15 um, or whatever, you know, whatever it was at that point in time. Um, I just, I'm proud of our guys right now. So it's hard for me to, you know, they're going to fight. They're going to fight their tails off. Coach, I can sense obviously you're, and you said so emotional still from this game, but how exciting is it to say to your, your team, cause you know, playoff football, you put the regular season behind and it's a brand new season and that can be part of the message. So cool. Right. I, I agree, Stacey. I think that, um, for these guys, there's a lot of other teams right now. We were a part of that last year. It stinks when you got to go home after the last game of the regular season. But, you know, now in, enjoy your hard work. The, enjoy what you invested these last three to four weeks to get to this point. Okay. And so those guys are going to do that. And tomorrow it's a, it's a complete reset and reshift because just like you said, anything can happen. And we know that we have the pieces. Our guys care. When you have a care factor, um, you know, now you got to figure out, okay, where have we, where, where can we get better? And then how do we do that against a really good football team that's well coached? And um, after, like, again, once we get through tonight, tomorrow is going to be fun. There's going to be energy and, uh, and excitement. And you guys will probably see a little bit more of a smile on my face than right now. There is a tough task ahead for the Bears as they will visit the New Orleans Saints in their playoff wildcard matchup this upcoming weekend. I'm Jeff Miller along with Howard Griffith. We're taking your phone calls on the Miller Lite Bears postgame show. We'll continue to do that. Plenty more to talk about. Is Mitch Trubisky back for another year? Or will it all rest on his, what happens in this playoff game? What do you think? And are you happy the Bears are actually a playoff-bound team? Or are you mad? Let us know on ESPN 1000. The dissection of the Bears game continues right after this. This is the ESPN 1000 postgame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. 